Um, hi and welcome back to this channel. My name is Susan Silentori. As you know, the aim of this channel is to offer information about how government works and why some systems are set up the way they are. This is with the intention to help us understand our role in improving the governance in our country. And through this, we can create a politically empowered generation. All right. So today we have a guest and uh, we're going to be discussing with this guest matters of church and politics and regulation and government and all that comes with that. Um, and with me to discuss this is Bishop, former Bishop, <laughs> David Oginde. He is the immediate former Bishop of Sitam. Um, so they call him Bishop Emeritus. <laughs> um, he's also the current chair of the Evangelicals Alliance of Kenya, which is known as EAK. And he's also the lead consultant at the Catalyst. Um, so welcome, Mr. Oginde. Thank you. How would you like us to refer to you, Bishop? Whichever. <laughs> okay, so we're going to call you Bishop throughout this, <laughs> throughout this session. But welcome. Thank you so much for, for gracing us with your presence today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and we're going to be discussing a number of things about church. Uh, but briefly, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, some maybe passions that you have, and maybe one thing that we all don't know about you. Wow, I don't know what you don't know. <laughs> no, you have already actually said everything. Okay. But I'm very passionate about leadership. Okay. Um, uh, some some people who may know, I have been in the leadership space for a, a while. And uh, for quite some time, I've been uh, very concerned about how leadership is done, especially in our continent. Mm -hmm. And that led me to actually go and study leadership oh, nice. uh, with a with an aim of trying to make uh, some contribution to better leadership in, in, in our country and in our continent. So that is something that I'm definitely passionate about okay. and uh, is what I am pursuing even now after my uh, term as bishop in Sitam came to an end. Oh, nice. Yes, nice. yes. Your term came to an end... Uh this year 2021 or 2020 2020 2020, okay. 2020 december i left i see how did that feel <laughs> uh, it, it felt uh i i think it felt good okay uh, because one of the things we we teach in leadership mm -hmm. is that a leader must know their time mm -hmm. uh if you stay too long uh you you end up in that space where people are praying you out and wishing you left <laughs> <That's> <laughs> or, not, dead. or dead, yeah. you know, and that's not a good space to yeah. be in. So it is good to live when things are at their best mm. and uh, when people still love you. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and I think that's, that's about the time I left. Yeah. yeah. Or so, even when the regulations require you to. Yes. The laws require you Of to. course, the laws did require me <laughs> yeah. to, so I didn't volunteer to leave. I see. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've talked about leadership of the church as well, like briefly, as you mentioned what you've done. Um, and I think one of the questions that a lot of people usually have about the church is just... Uh, it seems like it's a free for all sometimes. And there are quite a number of churches that take advantage of people in different ways. Um, and we've seen in other parts of the continent, like in Rwanda, that people have actually, the governments have gone to the extent of regulating uh, this space, making sure that whoever is a, a church leader probably holds a, a degree in theology, they need to report some of their finances. Do you think that's a good move? And would that work in Kenya? 
It's both a good and uh, not so good a move. Mm-hmm. Uh, good in the sense that uh, human beings left on their own, mm-hmm. we become rogues. Even good people mm-hmm. uh, really become uh, rogue, like I, would, I would call it so. So some level of regulation is always good to keep us on the straight and narrow mm-hmm. uh, so that we can live in a harmonious society. If if there was no government, I can tell you, Suzanne, this country would be in chaos. Yeah. Totally in chaos, where you, where you do what you like and I do what I like. <laughs> uh, and what I like may not be what you like yeah. and may be getting into your space. Mm-hmm. So regulation is actually a good thing. Yeah. It's never a bad thing. Yeah. Regulation becomes bad mm. when it infringes on your freedoms and uh, what you need to do. Mm. So if all of us in Kenya drive on the left, you have seen people who don't want to follow that to regulation. <laughs> and you see what happens yeah. when that happens. Yeah. So that regulation yeah. that uh, we should all keep left, mm-hmm. uh, we should all keep to our lanes, is good for order. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. When that is not there, we get into gridlocks. We get yeah. into space where a traffic jam can be four kilometers. Mm-hmm. Just because one or two people did not follow what needs to be done. Mm. So regulation is not bad. Yeah. And in this country, there is regulation for church mm-hmm. because all churches have to be registered. Yeah. For you to be able to operate, you have to be registered. And with that registration comes certain obligations mm-hmm. uh, that you have to fulfill. Now, our kind of registration and regulation for church yeah. is very lax. I you know, it leaves you with a lot of freedom to do what you need to do. Mm. And that is where the abuse now comes in, where where some people have abused that freedom mm. and have gone overboard to take advantage of those who uh, entrust themselves to them. Mm. And uh, so you find that now the countries like Rwanda and others have come in to try and bring some order mm. uh, into that space. Now, that is always good when you have good government. Mm-hmm. The challenge is when you have put in place those kinds of regulations, mm-hmm. then uh, a new pharaoh comes in who knows not the church or who may not even want to charge. Yeah. Then those regulations are used negatively to now stifle mm-hmm. what the church would do. Yeah. And that's what the church in this country has been resisting. Mm-hmm. That yes, currently we are under uh, a fairly good government, I would say, in mm-hmm. terms of uh, allowing freedoms of worship and, and what people can do. Um, but it may not always be like that. Mm-hmm. So we may get into a place yeah. where there are people who are totally anti-church mm. and they will use then those regulations to really drive you out of business. So we say, yes, there's some chaos in this industry, like yeah. it is in any other industry, by mm-hmm. the way, it is not mm-hmm. just the church. Yeah. People who are taking advantage of others. Just recently, there was a big company in this uh, in this country that uh, people invested billions. Yeah, and, and now they have run away, as it were, <laughs> with that money. Yeah. So it is not just church. Mm. People are generally greedy. That's why um, I was saying that human beings left on their own. Mm. We are naturally mm. rogue because of our sinful nature. I see, I see. So then 
okay, given that, yes, we have some freedoms, there's definitely some regulation in place, yes. but we have quite a number of freedoms and some people are abusing it. Yes. Like in your view, because, you know, you've, you've held a couple of positions in church um, and you've, you've worked with a number of churches as well. What do you think can be done, you know, to just kind of mitigate uh, people taking advantage of? other people what do you think is a, is a policy yeah. recommendation or a, a yeah, rule that um, put in place we are actually in the process of trying to create self-regulation mm. self-regulation is is uh, is good because then uh you are not subject to external forces that would come upon you mm. so if you are able to establish self-regulation guidelines that yeah. then are approved by the government. They have to be approved by the government mm-hmm. uh, that uh, this is how we intend to regulate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we we put in place those kinds of systems that then if somebody does something that is outside of what is acceptable, mm-hmm. they can be called to account mm-hmm. from within. Mm-hmm. That is always the best uh, way. And we are actually working on that process Mm. uh, where we can uh, create uh, a code of conduct. And uh, I would say that we have gone very far with that. We have already created um, uh, a draft that has been acceptable among uh, a majority of of church leaders. Mm. And if that should go through Mm. and is eventually taken on board by the government, mm. that would be the best way okay. for regulation. That, that's very interesting. So who is who is we? Um, who is, who we is, as um, church. Because uh, okay. <laughs> I know there's church like EK and then there's NCT, No, this is, this, is, then... this is bringing together all, uh, because you see, as, as, a, as a nation, yeah. church is one body. Okay. Uh, we, we have different expressions of denominations, of churches, mm-hmm. of umbrella bodies and yeah. so on. Yeah. But as far as the government is concerned, there's uh-huh. only one church, <laughs> you know, okay. who are called okay. Christians. Yeah. So when they come to clamp down on church, for example, yeah. it will be the whole church. <laughs> it will be all of us. Okay. So we have come together from across denominations mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to try and come up with a regulatory framework mm. that all of us are agreed on. Mm. And as you would um, uh, appreciate, this therefore does not have to do with doctrine, I see. Uh, what you preach, yes. what you teach, yeah. but it has more to do with the practice, practice. how you practice the faith mm. uh, within the public arena, mm. uh, what you can and cannot do, mm. uh, levels of accountability, because you're receiving public resources that people entrust you, how do you use those resources? Mm. Um, and, and how do you get those resources? Because that is an area that has been greatly abused yeah. uh, by by some pastors, unfortunately, yeah. where they, they use what we would call gimmicks mm. uh, to get uh, resources from, from individuals. Mm. So that, those are the areas that we will be looking at. Okay. It will have nothing to do uh, with the doctrinal teaching because that different denominations have different practices and they, they are free to do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. So, so it is a collective of the of all the churches, and mm-hmm. then you come up with your own code of conduct and have yourselves regulate yourselves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think th- I think that's a that's a decent proposal for sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, maybe just for clarification. Um, so there's there's EAK, and then there's NCK. Yes. And then there's another one. 
KCCB. KCCB. Yeah, okay. the, the Catholics. So, so EAK stands for the Evangelicals Alliance of Kenya, mm-hmm. which which com- which consists of who? Uh, these are the, in the narrow sense of the word, yeah. the Evangelical Alliance of Kenya comprises of evangelical churches. Mm-hmm. Mainly, a majority of them are Pentecostal charismatic churches, a majority of them. But it is not limited to the Pentecostal charismatic churches. Uh, so there are other, like, uh, the African Inland Church, mm-hmm. some of the Baptist churches, uh, and so on, are members of the EAK. Okay. So, okay. so is, is in the narrow sense of it, yeah. when you when you use the evangelical in the broader sense, a majority of the churches in Kenya are evangelicals. Okay. You know, okay. even the Anglicans, the Methodists, the Presbyterians. But those, those, what we call mainline churches, yeah. a majority of them are under the NCCK. Okay, okay. Yes. So, so EAK is uh, mainly Pentecostal Charismatics. NCCK is mainly mainline. Uh, mainline. Oh, yeah, so main, like Anglican, the Presbyterian, Presbyterian the Methodist. I see. Methodist. Yes. Okay, and yes. then the you said the C. Which one? The last one KCCB is KCCB. Uh, so it's fully Catholic. Yes. Ah, okay. So guys, if you're watching this, uh, let us know which church you go to. If you go to church, <laughs> do you go to church actually? And if you do, let us know which church you go to. If you don't, you can also let us know you don't and maybe why and you why? don't. Yeah. Or if you're from another religion as well, I guess uh, you can also tell us that. <laughs> okay. And by the way, the regulations that we are creating, mm. we are hoping that they will also go beyond just the church. Yeah. They will also go to other religious religions. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I think that that makes sense so that each uh, religion, religious uh, institution manages themselves. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that would that would be good. So yeah. just to avoid, you know, if a, a new pharaoh comes in and yes. they don't like the specific religion or whatever, yes, yes. it's easier for people to just regulate themselves from within. Right. Ah, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now, I think I want us to go into something that, that may seem a little bit controversial. What is this? <laughs> Even what you have talked about is controversial. Oh, the regulation. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, people yes, would not so. want to uh, regulate it. Yeah, I think so. But yes. this, this one, I think we can all agree, is a bit controversial. Yes, yeah. Um, so we we know that the church takes a specific stance on a, on a couple of things. So for example, the church took a stand against abortion when the when the, it was being proposed in the new constitution, both in 2005, right. 2010. Uh, and I'm sure if it comes up again today, the church will still oppose it. Um, the church is also, I think, against the decriminalization of the LGBTQ or the legalization of LGBTQI marriages. Um, so my, my question, and this is genuinely even a question that I, I also have as an individual. Um, should the church dictate such laws um and and the reason why i'm asking this is don't you think that could be like christianizing that space um 
if for example uh, like lgbtqi marriages for example if it is between two consenting adults why should the church say no to it um if they've decided to leave that way and they probably are not even from the church <laughs> why should the church be opposed to that uh, from a country perspective i understand if it is within the church context because that is our space uh, but from a country perspective help me understand why the church should take such a stance um and the reason why i ask this is because a lot of times i have seen um there's a lot of hate towards people from this community especially from people within the church and christ commanded us to love one another uh, and sometimes it doesn't seem like there's that kind of love <laughs> um so so i think that's a that's a, a another issue but from a policy issue from from a law making issue uh, why should the the church take such a stance the church plays the role of uh, being a moral conscious mm-hmm. of the nation of society mm-hmm. and uh, within the context of every society there are certain norms there are certain practices there are those things that are considered to be morally right and so um, the church plays that role uh, of uh, ensuring that society does not degenerate mm-hmm. into uh, lawlessness into immorality uh, and so on so you'll find that the things that the church then uh, speaks publicly about are those things that we consider to be uh, issues that concern the nation the society so we are not preaching the gospel we are not uh, inviting people to uh, get saved or be christians but you are saying that this is against the moral order of society um just about the time that the constitution was being uh, reviewed uh, before 2010 several surveys were done of the public in the in Kenya on the matter of lgbtq on the matter of abortion which were two issues that the church was talking about all of them over 80% of kenyans said this should not be allowed so it tells you that as a society we are not there mm-hmm. now we have a situation where there is a movement a global movement to make that which is wrong to be right mm-hmm. and it is being pushed very very strongly mm-hmm. a lot of funding that is put in, into it and this is what we are standing against if two people we are not against homosexuals if you are a homosexual please by all means do your thing in private but why should you pu- push it against people just the other day mm. a group of companies big companies came out to say that uh to push Kenya to allow this uh this space for this mm. uh, uh there have been even sanctions against some nations that if you don't do this then Mm. why should the relationship between two people just like you've said which is in their private mm. be a national global issue why why should it determine who we do business with and who we get funding from as a nation mm. it tells you that there's something that is sinister about this whole movement mm. so it is not just it is not just a matter of um uh, to people who are gay 
if these people were doing their thing in private, who would know about it? Who would even bother with it? Yeah. How would I know that you are gay? Okay. When you are doing your thing in private, how would I know? Mm. Why should you come out to say I am? Why? I don't tell you about my sexual life in public. <laughs> Because we assume. Why do you assume? And why 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 should I come to tell you about my sexual life? Okay. So it tells you that it is more than meets the eye. Okay. It is a whole uh, system from where we sit as church. Mm. This is part of the anti-god movement that is 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 working very hard to deconstruct spirituality. Mm. It's working very hard to deconstruct family so that Uh, family as we know it is going to be totally destroyed. Mm. So you find that it is not just a movement about homosexuals. It is a movement that is also behind abortion. They are all linked. It's a movement about children's rights. It's a movement that is really, if left on its own, mm. the family as we know it is destroyed. Mm. And when the family is destroyed, society is destroyed. So we can we cannot therefore just sit back and say these are two consenting adults. If that was the case, you would not hear any voice of the church mm. because first of all I wouldn't know. Mm. I wouldn't. Okay. You know the the reason why I I'm even asking this is because like I've seen we've seen a couple of cases where maybe people who are perceived maybe they didn't even say that they are homosexuals but they're perceived to be gay um would end up being denied maybe health services being uh, fired from their those, jobs those are theory my dear because <laughs> let me let me let me say that uh -huh. I, i have i have been in this space for a while okay uh, i can say for the last 20 years mm. i have been in this space mm -hmm. of this whole arguments mm. the this whole movement mm -hmm. because it it it, it um, amplifies the negative mm -hmm. in order to advance itself okay how many people are dying in this country for lack of health services how many mm -hmm. quite a number quite a number yeah. who is speaking for them when did you last year anybody talk about them But no, just yes, yeah, <laughs> no, let's be real. Let's be real about this. We're being real. We're yes. being real. But then because we can't, we can't condone uh, because you're saying the negative is being amplified. It is meaning being that, amplified because it, it is happening for no, it to be even it amplified. Not. It is not. Uh -huh. <laughs> Tell us, give us examples of two, three people that you know who have been who are gay against. and have been refused medical services. Well, I work in the health space and yes. and part of the some of the uh, programs that we actually do is training health workers on how to make uh, services more friendly either to young people but also to avoid the discrimination of other people but who are identify Are they discriminated from where you sit? Yes, there are, there are quite a number of incidences that have been seen. No. Based on the research that is done within the health spaces. Because because <laughs> uh, um what I can say is that Like, like I've said, yeah. there's a big movement. Okay. I have, I have uh, sat with gay people. Yeah. You know, having this kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. And 
there was a lady who we were sitting with right next to me yeah. uh, who, who claimed, I, let me say I claimed because I can't tell, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> claimed to be lesbian. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, as we talked with her, because I got interested to find out how did you become or how did you get to know and, and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. When you get along the way, let me use this particular example, you find that it was actually not a personal something. I would, let me put it in a negative way. There are quite a number of top Kenyans and Africans who are into this space for money. Mm. And that I can tell you without any fear. Yeah. of contradiction. Mm. If today as a mm. pastor, mm-hmm. and I know a few pastors who have done this, yeah. if today as a bishop, I were to come out and speak for the gays, I would be the richest man in this country. Mm-hmm. Because the kind of money that is being pushed through that, the places I will go around mm. this world, mm. uh, speaking as bishop, yeah. who is for the gays. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would... <laughs> <laughs> So there are there are people who have taken advantage of this situation for the money for the money that is there. Okay. The real real gays yeah. are very few and I've met some of them. Okay. I have met some of them. I've talked with some of them. I've prayed with some of them. Mm-hmm. And I have absolutely no problem mm. with such a person because these are uh, the few that I've talked to uh are people who are um, are uh, they find themselves in that space mm-hmm. uh, with this kind of practice, mm-hmm. and they want to know how can I live an ordinary, normal life? Yeah. As a pastor, it I would be the last person. Yeah. To condemn this person, mm-hmm. to castigate this person. Mm-hmm. Because it would be against uh, the faith that we profess. That's true. Exactly. So, but I am totally against the gay movement. The gay movement. Um, okay. That one I can tell you for a fact. All right. So, assuming assuming that this wasn't part of a movement, would decriminalizing the homosexuality be a, an option that the church would consider? It would not. Even, it doesn't even apply. <laughs> Okay. It would not even apply. Okay, then it wouldn't apply. But as it's because yeah. because you see, the uh, before this this movement is very new. By the way, okay, it's a very new movement. It's not even twenty years old uh-huh. as a movement. Mm. Where were the gays before then? They were there. Yeah. yeah. So why why were they not? <laughs> Why were all these issues not there? Yeah. The world is not 20 maybe years old. Maybe they are tired of living in private. No. And behind oh, themselves. No, like, no, no. This is what, I, what they want and, you know, whatever. Suzanne, I can <laughs> tell you for a fact, <laughs> the gay agenda, uh-huh. get yourself a book called The Gender Agenda. Mm-hmm. It's a book that was written maybe 25 or so, 30 years ago. Yeah. And you see it laid out very clearly. Okay. Very clearly. Who is it? It is part of, it's, it's a journalist. It's oh. written by a journalist. Okay. 
I, I don't remember the name right now. All right. We'll get that and link it in the description. Yes. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's like I said, all these things are included. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are interlinked. Okay. So the children's rights, the gay rights, the abortion rights, and all those things, mm-hmm. how come they're all working together? Maybe they're considering themselves as minorities. Which minorities? <laughs> Why is the LGBT co- continuing now? They're almost completing the alphabet. I see. <laughs> Okay, okay. Why? So, so the reason why this is not a thing that the church should consider is because of the general agenda uh, that is driving this sort of thing. You are if, right. If it wasn't that way, then if it, it was been... an individual or individuals who are who find themselves in this space, uh-huh. just like any other person who may not be normal yeah. or natural like the rest of us, mm. finds themselves in in uh, either the disability or a, a different way of looking at things or doing things or conduct or behavior. Yeah. The church, those are the people the church are for. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. But as a movement, yeah. we are totally against. I see. So you wouldn't say that the church is trying to Christianize the space by, by you know, the making church, sure that such laws don't pass. Uh, we have not. We have not even talked about Christianity. When we are talking about this, it is not. A, we are not saying let the nation <laughs> be called Christian. Okay. Okay. And it is not just the church, by the way. Yeah. The Muslims are just as opposed to this. Yeah. In fact, more perhaps yeah, than, than we are. Okay. Yeah. So it is not a church thing. Okay. It's a societal thing. All right. Because one of the ways to 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 weigh these kinds of things mm-hmm. is this push is particularly targeted to the younger people, mm-hmm. to the children. Just just, uh, this past week, Mm. I don't know whether you watched it, but there was a video uh, on YouTube, a song that was saying, we are coming for your children. Did you see it? No. (laughs) By the gay uh, gay choir of San Francisco. Oh, interesting. It, It was pulled down just two days ago. Okay. Yeah. And there was saying we are coming for your children mm. we are going to change them uh you you have spoken against us but you know it's so blatant mm. okay uh, unfortunately it is no longer there on, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> on youtube yeah, yeah. but I, I i i watched it i watched yeah. it okay uh i i think there's somebody who cut a clip of it and, and on Twitter. Oh, uh, I, I could I could you could send if it, it to is us. not yet <laughs> also pulled down. <laughs> okay. You can send it to us. We have so a look at it. The the whole concept of a movement mm. that is trying to change the way society looks at values mm. is what the church is okay. against. Okay. Okay. I think that's pretty clear. That's good. <laughs> um, if you have more questions about this, by the way, put them in the in the description. We can have Bishop back to answer some of your questions. I'll be happy to. Um, so I yes, mean, but yes, you'll give us an answer for sure. Yeah. So please, do you have a question about this? Do you think the church is Christianizing the space? As we had asked, do you do you like Bishop's answer? If not, by the way, you can also tell us. Miss Pindi Kenya myself. But put that in the description. I mean in the comments below.